previously on Podcast. Marquita, how you doing? Hi, and also later on, we're going to actually have Lex come in on uh, part two when we begin our topics. I'm joined here today with two lovely ladies and a lovely gentleman, and he will give his background, and we're all going to go in order and just talk about ourselves, okay? So this week, we're going to have um, our guests from PIPCARES, P-I-P-C-A-R-E-S. You can check them out at P-I-P-C-A-R-E-S, or that's PIPCARES.com a nonprofit organization, um, academic-driven from what I just uh, learned, and I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let them share their information. So, first, um, we're going to talk about uh, Blair um, <laughs> Podcast Wednesday's mother. We're going to talk about um, Blair's mother um, first. Um, I want you to share your information and how you met up with Miss um, Thompson. Okay. Well, um, I'm Brenda Blair. Um, me and Ms. Thompson actually worked at Warney Smith Health Centers in North Philadelphia. It's a mental health institution. Um, and Ms. Thompson worked in quality management. Mm-hmm. So she handled medical records and different caseloads as far as mental, mental patients. And I worked in the administrative part as office manager. And I used to bug them every morning, come over there and talk. And so it came a routine for about five, six years. And me and Iris and another partner, we all just clicked. And that's actually how we became friends. Um, once I left, I left West first to pursue another career. And shortly after that, Iris left. And we kind of reconnected. And I was like, well, you know, I'm starting Pip. But Iris told me about Pip at West. Like, this was her dream. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, that's what you, that's what you want to do. You should go do it. Right. So when we connected back again after I left West, she had already had the vision of PIP and the paperwork and the legalization of everything already in process. She's like, well, you should come on board. I'm like, mm, I'm unemployed. I'm lazy. I don't want to do nothing right now. That's being honest. You're right. I was honest. You know, I, I was like, I don't think so. Then maybe about a month later, you know, the laziness became really boring. And yeah. she was like, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to be my events coordinator. And I was like, okay, well, what, you know, that detail. So we talked about it. And I came aboard, mm-hmm. but of course now, between then and now, I'm not the events coordinator. I will be the executive assistant to Ms. <laughs> Iris because it's been me and her, Bonnie and Clyde. So well together. Yeah, <laughs> actually, so, you know, she gave me that title and I'm very, very um, honored to accept that because I believe that PIP Cares will be a fundamental program in North Philadelphia. And I believe that we will expand throughout the city mm-hmm. and we are going to be a non-stopping team. So, all right. I you got my support on that. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a fantastic staff. So, thank you. Yes. Okay. That's good. So, um, Iris Thompson, if you can yeah. do us a favor and tell you, she has a, a, she has a, 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 a what was the word I'm looking for? She has a, a <coughs> miraculous in a sense because of, you know, the trials that she went through mm-hmm. and the triumphs. And your testimony. So I need you to just share your testimony with everyone right now. Perfect. Okay. Um, my, my name is Iris Thompson. I'm the uh, founder and president of Positive Inspirational People, PIP Cares for short. And um, how PIP Cares was developed was through my personal and professional um, experiences. I was a young mother. I had my oldest son at 14. We're actually 14 years and two weeks apart. And I was determined not to be a part of the statistics of being a young mother and having my child not succeed. Um, So with that, I went out to find older women that would help encourage me, empower me, and provide me resources for him because he had a speech impediment. Mm -hmm. And being a young mother, I was very afraid. Didn't understand what the speech problem came from, thought it was something I did, and then kept hearing the negativity 
all with it. You're a young mother, you're not gonna do well with him, and I wanted to prove people wrong. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I had to find individuals that knew more than I, I did. So I always looked and gravitated to older older women <laughs> to encourage me and tell me that it was gonna be okay. You know. So with with that, um, my mentor who is Miss Ulysses Lawrence <laughs> University, she was the first woman who, I always had a dream of becoming a doctor, but I never knew what type of doctor I wanted to be. Uh, so weird to say this, but be honest, I had so many dreams of going back to school, but I was fighting, so afraid to you know, do it. I'm like, okay, I have kids now, put all that energy into my children, and with these reoccurring dreams, I got up one day, went to Temple University. Walking out front at Broad Norris, I ran into me to to Miss Ulysses Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And she asked me what was I looking for? Did I need help? And I told her I wanted to go back to school, but I didn't know what to do. She said, You're in luck. She said, Do you have your GED? I said, Do you or your high school diploma? I said, No, I had either of that. So she said, Well, I am the, the director of the ABE program. And I'm going to get you started. Can you please just let um, people know what the ABE program is? The ABE program is an adult basic education program at uh, Temple University. Mm -hmm. um, she's a wonderful lady. She's still there, Miss Ulysses Lawrence. And she took me into her office and she set me down and she looked me in my face and she said, what do you want to be? And I looked at her and I said, I want to be a doctor. And it was the first time when she said it back, I see that for you. It resonated like a gong, went off. That To get that validation of somebody really believing in what I said was so amazing. Before I could even leave her office, she was on the phone with community college, registered me, paid for everything for me, and just had me go down. I was so afraid because it moved so fast. So she got me on my, on my journey. And she became my mentor and kept empowering me the whole way. So today, I'm working on my master's. I'll be wrapping up on my master's in uh, next year, October. Congratulations. Yes, a master's in marriage and family therapy. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be going into the doctoral program teaching marriage and family therapy. So with her help. Oh, so you're going to be a doctor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. And yes. you're going to be at Temple. No, 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 no. I graduated from Temple University with my undergrad. Okay, that's undergrad. Right. Currently, I'm in Capella University okay. for my graduate okay. studies. Uh -huh. All right. So you're going to continue your doctor's there too? Yes. Yes. All right. uh -huh. To teach marriage and family therapy. Whew. Yeah. All right. So that was the, the factor that kind of got the vision going. Mm -hmm. And then professionally for me, I um, started at West, where Brenda talked about earlier, mm -hmm. as a crisis intervention therapist. Okay. And with being there, just seeing that individuals needed the same resources that I did. Mm -hmm. You know how when we're going through something, we think we're the only ones that's going through it. Right. But as a crisis intervention worker and going to the different homes in North Philadelphia, I became aware that so many people was looking for the same resources that I was looking for mm -hmm. with my child. Right. You know, far as uh, whether it be behavioral or education, and they had not too many resources unless you moved out of the community. Right. Well, as I began to motivate myself and lift myself up and moved here, I was so shocked about how many resources was available to the children in this area, but not in the area where we came from. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was a injustice and an and, uh, uh, unbalanced, right. you know, situation. So I said, okay, people are asking for the same thing, you know, and I had to reach out to other people to find all this information as well. What could I put together to help someone like myself to find all this information at one place? Mm -hmm. You know, so this is why Pip wants to take a holistic approach of helping young adults from 13 to 19 years old to succeed academically or career in their career goals. Mm -hmm. And that's how Pip Cares came about. Oh man, the story behind Pip Cares. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very motivational. Yeah. Um, and mentoring works because without Miss Lawrence, absolutely. I have not, I would not be here where I am today. So I thank her and love her. And I think that that's that's one of the problems that we have with this generation. Not enough mentors. Yeah. We, we talked about that in another episode we had with childhood loss. Um, we said, what are the missing gaps yeah. that we have with um, the youth in our communities today? <coughs> one of the big boys we have 
who are we idolizing nowadays? Yeah, you know, yeah. we don't have and and you know, uh, uh, to become a doctor, it yeah. seems so. You know, it seems like the support and, just isn't there like it yeah. used mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm only forty, but I'm still on the level of not my watch mentality. Mm-hmm. So after I got myself together and my children, and I'm like, I cannot on my watch mm-hmm. let my kids fail mm-hmm. you know and I'm not just speaking of my kids I'm speaking of kids in general right so not on my watch mm-hmm. so and, and yeah. I like that you said not on my watch mm-hmm. um, and some people don't have that mentality mm-hmm. like okay they're not my kids type thing mm-hmm. well yeah. the communities back in the day mm-hmm. um, and I often hear about back in the day yeah um, shout out to my parents they always let me know about back in the day it was, uh, it, it took the village to raise that child. That's yes, right. indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, more parents were, you know, close-knit, I yeah. should say. But nowadays you get the ones, oh, don't touch my child, don't yes. touch my child like that. Or you hit somebody if they do. You know, like, what are we motivating our kids to, to do and to be? Yes. Who are they going to develop into? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that we have two, uh, two mothers sitting right here and both of you had children at a young age mm-hmm. but did you guys know initially when you two were, were, well when when you miss brenda when you first went over to iris <laughs> station bugging her and everything did you know that she was a young mother well during the time that you know i would go over there mm-hmm. you know like i said we was actually us three it was another individual called miss sylvia mm-hmm. and iris and myself mm-hmm. we kind of it was like the girls time Okay. Where we shut it out, everybody. And we forgot we was at work and getting paid to do something. So when we all got together, we really kind of cried together. Yeah. We prayed together. Yes. We told our secrets to each other. Right. We could find each other just from the fact of the spirit feeling okay. Of course, you didn't go in that first day and doing all that. But yeah. as time came along and we kind of gradually felt each other's spirit, right. we all truly became family. Yeah. Right. Um, I was really mad at her and I told her when I left, I'm like, um, I haven't talked to you. So yeah, I talked about you to Miss Sylvia. So I'm like, Sounds you like know, <laughs> um, you know, I haven't heard from you. She's like, I've been busy. No, you haven't been that busy. So that's how close we was. Yeah. So, I mean, due to the fact that we do have common goals as far as being um, young women that had kids at an early age, that was something that we could, I felt so I could find to her. And she wouldn't judge me. She understood because yeah. she was there. Mm-hmm. And then with that conversation, Okay, how can we help somebody else? That's right. You know, because everybody don't have no one to talk to. That's right. A young woman, you know, these days getting pregnant today, or like back then, it was like, oh, she's pregnant, put her in the closet. Today, they're getting pregnant just like fruit grows on trees. Mm -hmm. So just imagine today how many young women need somebody to talk to and don't have that person. so that's where our friendship really, really built within those four walls of Dr. Warren Smith. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm hoping that Pip Cares can actually be the catalyst of change for, you know, society. So that they'll stop, you know, shooting down these these young females who have so many aspiring dreams, but then, okay, I fell in love. Yes. And, you know, now my life is ruined. Yes. And now I have a No, it's not a, can we, can we, can we change the it's viewpoint? It's not over just because right. we had a job right. right. there's, there's mm-hmm. options for you. That's right. Right. And can we start viewing these, these newborns as blessings instead mm-hmm. of all oh, your own, you know? Yes. Right. Exactly. There yes. has to be a change in, you know, how society views <coughs> these type of situations. Yes. And I hope Pip Cares will be that, that catalyst. Yes. Like I said, so. Yes. Um, now I'm going to actually take it to break um, and then we'll start our second portion. We have several different topics to talk about. I love girl talk and I like the fact that you say, you know, three of you, you guys, you shut the world out. <laughs> I do that more things all the time. You know, girl talk's the best time. So yes. we're going to take a, take a break and then we'll come back and have our girl talk. Cause 
And we're back with Ladies First. And what we're going to do now, we're actually going to get some background from the Executive Director of PIP Cares. And his name is Kanaji. Kanaji? Yes. Can you please share your story with us? <clears throat> well, my story kind of goes a little bit way back. Mm -hmm. I'm from Gambia, West Africa. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, I was going to school back in Africa. Uh, first, let me just give a few sentences about Gambia. Mm -hmm. Gambia is uh, it's on the west coast of Africa, mm -hmm. about 14 degrees north of Equator. It was a former British. We became independent in 1965, 18 February. Mm -hmm. um, I was in a secondary school, say about Form 4, when I started corresponding schools in England, mm -hmm. in Germany, in China, and the United States. Um, at that time, <clears throat> there was a gentleman who was teaching at St. Augustine's High School in Gambia. Uh, St. Augustine is a, it's like a Catholic school. Some of you probably know that some of those schools, uh, you have them here in Philadelphia. Um, while I was at Carbon Secondary School, I was, as I said, corresponding with schools so that I can get a scholarship and, and, and leave Gambia and go and study abroad. I had a, a scholarship to go to the University of Heidelberg, which is in Germany, West Germany, and I had another scholarship to come to the United States, at least three of them. So I cancelled going to Germany. I said, let me just go to the States instead. So I came to the United States in 1970 uh, to go to prep school in New England. My first six months, I haven't seen a black person. So I didn't think my people were here. So after I graduated from there, I went to college down south to a college called Voorhees College where I had my bachelor's degree. So because I haven't seen too many of our people. I said, well, let me go back north. So I came to Philadelphia in 1978. And uh, <laughs> so then I went to Villanova University mm -hmm. where I did my master's and I graduated in 1985. Oh. During that period, I was working at a hospital, children's hospital, it's called Child Guidance. Mm -hmm. I've been working with kids in the inpatient unit from 1981 to, uh, to 1997. And then I left there because a gentleman, Dr. McNeil, mm -hmm. asked me to come on board with his agency. So I did some work for him, and then another friend of mine said, you know what, how about if you join our wraparound service? So, oh, but I'm with Dr. McNeil, he said, you can still do that. So I did a little bit of mobile therapy as a BSENT with NET. Mm -hmm. Northeast these treatment centers okay. on Fifth Street, some of you know about that. Mm -hmm. So I stayed there for many years and I was going to different things. Mm -hmm. And back in 1981 is when I met Ice Dad, mm -hmm. Mr. Ice. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know me then because they were much younger at that time. Mm -hmm. And so Mr. Ice and I have been friends. And then I come to know Ice when he moved to North Philly from Nina Street uh, in the late 90s. So. I've known about Iris and we met and we keep talking and keep telling you can do it. If you want to do anything, you can do it. Mm -hmm. So I was sort of in high year, mm -hmm. way out, yes. way back. Mm -hmm. You can do it, you can do it. And so um, <clears throat> not long ago when sometime last year, so she and I met here and then we talked about PIP. I said I'm more than happy to become part of it because my whole life I've always in, been interested in working with kids. How many, why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? In interesting with kids? Yeah. Well, uh, I came from a large family in Africa. How big? <laughs> <laughs> Not too big. I have about uh, three brothers and four sisters, and I was the youngest. Okay. And so, coming here, having worked in the impatient unit with children. I've always worked with kids. I've always been around kids back home and here. Mm -hmm. So I am actually an advocate for children at heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. And currently I work for another agency where I do uh, uh, what is called intake. Mm -hmm. I do the first assessment. I do uh, diagnostics. I diagnose kids, adults, mm -hmm. and then they go into the into the, uh, into the system. Okay. So my 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 whole 
focus in life basically is about children to help them out and especially I always made a point not on my watch it's interesting that she made that phrase not in my watch actually that has been in no in certain terms not in my watch as I work with moms and younger kids and I would say well you know what we have to protect our kids because mm-hmm. what I see on TV what's going on in our country mm-hmm. I'm an American citizen by the way yeah. and what I see some of our kids getting kidnapped I have a FBI crime club every 30 seconds some of our kids have been kidnapped almost every 30 seconds and there are some other crimes that happen every every minute mm-hmm. so I said well not on my watch right. in, in known sort of time so I've always been uh, been a, an advocate of kids so when Iris approached me just like a done deal mm-hmm. how could I fight there's no word in English language called N.O. for me when it comes to Iris uh, request for me to join this, this program so I'm, I'm, I'm all in all in <laughs> you know what you, you are a very blessed person Iris I'm sorry I'm bringing you back <laughs> you are a very blessed person you Thank have you. a great support system Thank Thank team and they all have a background that's just like it just contributes to the story yes. so working together you got what you say advocates for children yes mm-hmm. yes. that's that's a big blessing yeah. and, and, and that was my objective was just to find people with the same passion mm-hmm. and, and the non-judgment you know, so I, I said when I targeted the ones that I wanted to come on the board, mm-hmm. you got a story and people would love to hear it and you would definitely inspire them and motivate them to, to achieve, mm-hmm. you know. So with PIP Care is what we're trying to do to help them achieve. We're going to provide them with PIP, one PIP president, mm-hmm. one ambassador. Their ambassador turns out to be their peer-to-peer mentor to show them that they can do this. Mm-hmm. So with that one ambassador, that one PIP president, you have 10 scholars. Now the scholars do not have to have a GPA of 3.0. They can come in at any grade level. We're not turning anyone away. Okay. If you're a scholar and you want to be an ambassador, we'll help you with that goal. What are some of the duties of the ambassador besides a mentor? The, the, duty, uh, the duties of the ambassador is to encourage, to show them that there, um, there is a possibility because they're on that same track, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we grouping them up in like-minded um, academic studies. Say for example, if the ambassador wants to be a teacher, mm-hmm. With those 10 scholars, we're also grouping up those scholars that's interested in becoming a teacher as well. Okay, so you right. match them up. Right. Okay. We match them up. So that way, everybody is on the same objective. Mm-hmm. So they can talk about the struggles. Mm-hmm. They can talk about, you know, any problem that may come up within the group mm-hmm. of why they need to succeed. And then take it to their pit president, who is advocating, mentoring, and providing them with any resource possible, mm-hmm. whether it be life coaching, mm-hmm. group therapy, academic support, tutoring, the whole gamut we're, we're covering. Mm-hmm. We want to take that holistic approach and do that for them. I, I think you guys have, well, I know you guys have already taken yeah. those steps and done a tremendous job with that. I just want to just add a footnote to what I've also, I was trained in family therapy mm-hmm. training program at Child Guidance mm-hmm. uh, through Manuchin program, uh, Manuchi. So those of you who are familiar with Child Guidance uh, family therapy training program, that's why I graduated from in 1996. Okay. okay. Alright. Well, Marquis, do you have any thoughts on well, I had a question in regards to the um, GPA of 3.5 criteria between mm-hmm. 13 and 19. How does that help? Like, uh, why that criteria? That's help for you? the ambassadors only. <clears throat> and that's um, subjected to change because we wanted to start an ambassador at a 3.0. You know, because with the area that we're targeting, many of them may not be there. And we don't want to discourage anybody from, you know, becoming an ambassador. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start them at a 3.0 and then take them up to a 3.5. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, so I'm with the program. I, I, I think it'll definitely be Thank good you. for the community. And I Thank think you. that that's what a lot of um, our youth needs to know that there's support and help out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so what we're going to do, we're going to go on break and then we'll come back and we'll have all the ladies and ladies first and we're going to have a girl talk and we're going to have our different, uh, I guess, topics. Alright, so we'll be back.
Like a criminal, success is so imminent. Pink champagne, black Rolls Royce, eggplant, double-breasted suit from Tom Ford. Von Voyage left faders in the fog. Look up in the sky, bet you recognize a boss. Look into my eyes as I fantasize for us. Still lacking shot like this is summer class crush. Money coming fast, I'm never in a rush, no. Plus another 20 in a tuck. Send me in a truck, another 40 on the wrist Quarter meal on my mind, got me living like I pitch Dodging Robin Gibbons, ballin' like I'm Roger Clemens Still in the game, uniform all in it She get Chanel, ski trips to Vail Only the highest grade, like trees that I inhale Marquita, Amira, Lex. Okay, so let's start off with the second part. Okay, are we equipped to raise a young woman? First, we must ask ourselves, what kind of woman do we want our young woman to develop into? Second, what kind of people, resources, and efforts are needed to develop a phenomenal woman? Also, keep in mind that we all have different walks of life, so consider a woman you can think of that haven't had the best upbringing. How did they become a phenomenal inspiration? Alright, so let's break that down piece by piece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so are we equipped to raise our young women? Um, so we want to ask ourselves what kind of women um, do we want our youth to grow into? 
Oh my goodness, again, I got my inspiration from Oprah Winfrey. That's what I was going to say. She went through some stuff and came out of it. Just truly inspired me more to know, you know, wow, she can do it, I can do it. And that, again, allowed me to gravitate to older women. You know, because I had that mentality of, if you cannot teach me anything, then I don't want to be around you. You know, so with that, you know, I gravitated to older women that had it going on. You know, and became inspired by them. But Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, I love. <laughs> okay, so you want your daughter to develop into an Oprah Winfrey? Of yes. course, I think we all. <laughs> <laughs> but outside of the money, the person she is, yes, like how she inspires people. Like you can sit and listen to her interview anyone, and you get something totally different yeah. out of that person that you might not have seen before because of who she is and her approach. Mm-hmm. 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 Hold on, can I add? And it's, it's important to know that Oprah is where she's at. She didn't use her look. Right. She didn't do anything and she, you know, rose to the top and young women need to know that that you don't have to, you know, show everything that you have right. to get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's why she is a good example as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a, a female should not have to define herself on a person or image that they may see on the videos or in magazines. They need to learn what their work is, is worth to them and work from there. Um, we can have mentors. Everybody might not become an open one, but it doesn't mean you might not become something great. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I would probably want them to have uh, certain characteristics, mm-hmm. like a, a leader, you know, um, yes. Very helping, giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really think of um, a woman I would want them to develop, develop into mm-hmm. just the characteristics I would want them to have. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because yeah, I have a daughter, she's six, and everything is an influence, and you don't even realize it. Like you, you, you say things, the way you act. I see so much in myself and her. I see so much of her father. I see so much of her brother, and this it's kind of scary because it's like you know. <laughs> What is going on? But I mean, as long as I keep her, I always tell her you need to be humble and thank God for everything you have. Even if you feel like you don't have anything, you need to be, because there's some kids who don't and I explain, I show her different things. So I just want her, I don't know, as a mom, I feel like my mother was so strong, but sometimes she didn't need to be as strong as she was, but she always instilled in me, have your own, don't rely on anybody. And these are the things that help me get to where I am today mm-hmm. within my life. So I, I want to instill those things in my daughter as well. The true character flaw is a self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they do a lot of the things that they do or act the way that they act. They don't have self-esteem. That's right. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's important. Just loving yourself. Yeah. I don't think we're taught, you know, growing up, we're not it's not really that big of a, a topic. Well, at least in my childhood, it was just learn, 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 yes. get good grades, yes. don't act up in class, you know, just simple stuff. But it's, there's never been that rites of passage, you know, mm-hmm. just this is this is how you develop into a woman. Right. Um, we say mentor, but honestly, we just need um, an example set. You know? Right. Um, my mother, she's a great woman, love her to death. She's a great woman to look up to, all those great things. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that like, um, not all of us are going to get that Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. type mom. Right. Um, a lot of uh, young women in the communities, they don't get that type of mother. They have to, they, they look up to the Nicki Minaj's of the world. They look up to, you know, what they see on the music videos and so forth. And actually, Beyonce's of the world. Or the Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I mean, Beyonce. Beyonce's a good role model. It's a, you know, okay. Half and half. Yeah. You're not worshiping her like she's died. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just ridiculous. But I don't want Right. I love you down with that. So it goes half and half with Beyonce. Right. I don't care who I am. What fans I, you know, who I am. Whatever. I know ladies first, I just want to jump in. <laughs> but uh, basically, I just wanted to say that I think that um, in the United States, we can really go back a little deeper, if you will, mm-hmm. to the time of, like, uh, you know, Harriet uh, Tubman, if you will. Hey. Mm-hmm. You know, the individuals, mm-hmm. Angela Davis, if you will. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. some of them are highly, highly um, sort of, uh, you know, really look to look up to mm-hmm. by a lot of people a lot of females and men mm-hmm. for what they've done mm-hmm. but I think that uh, as African people 
what we need to do in addition to everything else positive if you will there goes pep everything that's positive that we try to do for our kids and our girls is the fact that we got to try to uh, impact into them that you know you can get anything you want to get done there yeah, I go again <laughs> if you have somebody to work with you mm-hmm. but you have to have somebody in mind that that you uh, admire you know not just the music videos and these mm-hmm. are fine because in 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 our African American community mm-hmm. music and church have always been together right. for right. our spirit to to rise mm-hmm. to presidency if you will mm-hmm. so so really 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 when you think about it this program that we're doing right here, I feel like it's like the founding of the United States. Mm-hmm. You have people who say, look, we must get the bridges out. Mm-hmm. And to get the bridges out is to get the bad ideas out of your head mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. good stuff in that right. well and, and conceptualize it so that our kids can really have a, 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 like a self-esteem, yeah. self-respect. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and as a woman, you don't have to show everything mm-hmm. for somebody to, mm-hmm. for a man to admire your beauty mm-hmm. or someone else who may admire you. You don't realize there's a war going on internally with our yeah. youth. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a <clears throat> war going on. Um, there's a we're, we're all trying to figure out why why is it this? Why does she act? You know, um, if if you walk around in Philly, you can always see an angry black woman. She she might not even be angry. She just look angry. Right. She walks around. <laughs> she walks around with her, her her face with a frown face and everything. She's just uh, you know, yeah. and then. You could walk right down the street and you could see um, a, a, a Caucasian woman and she's just all cheery and chipper and happy. What's the difference there? You got what I'm saying? Is it the lifestyle? Is it the background? Are, you, are we just taught that, you know, you got to look a certain way to be respected? You get what I'm saying? Uh, I, I, I think that we have to look at that dichotomy, like mm-hmm. two, two, two values, if yes. you will. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, uh, deep in the heart of our community, sometimes you cannot let all your guards down. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we, can, we can become easily easy victims mm-hmm. when that happens. So there are certain things we have to, certain orders we have to wear, certain masks we have to wear mm-hmm. in order to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like a, uh, it's like a um, self-preservation when you are outside as mm-hmm. such. Not not that uh, then that that's where you are at home, but when you're outside, you know. It's almost like armor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you create armor from your circumstances mm-hmm. yeah. on which you have been brought up in mm-hmm. you have been adult in so when you come out into the world mm-hmm. you might already know this is the way I'm walking out <laughs> other people might perceive like oh my what's wrong yeah. what's wrong yes. but then in 10 seconds that person could smile mm-hmm. because walking down the street things from your circumstances can be flowing in your head and come on your face and yes. you might not even really realize it. Mm-hmm. I think for an African-American woman, especially in Philadelphia, the circumstances of just being a woman, being a professional woman, being a mother, being an educator, mm-hmm. being a wife, is so much of a struggle for so many women here that they use their armor yeah. when they come out into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they take their armor off accordingly to who they need. That's true. That's true. So the platform that needs to be set, though, and I'm glad you, you worded it just the way I needed it. Um, the platform that I'm hoping that, you know, organizations like Put Cares, um, I'm hoping that the platform we set is that we can take down a little piece, yes. a little, little bit of them, those pieces of armor. Yes, we do need them, especially in a business setting. As, as black females, it's hard, especially in corporations. If you're dealing with any corporation, I'm dealing with one now. And mm-hmm. I feel like, hey, I have a voice. I'm here. Yes. You know, but I mean, it's just the way you carry yourself. Um, you know, I feel as though if we set the type of environment where, you know, we feel empowered and um, that that will build the confidence necessary for these young women to develop sure. into the phenomenal women that That's we right. want them to be. Right. So I think collectively, if if we just get more organizations like, that, do you ever think about being a conglomerate? Maybe getting some affiliates and yes. then making it like this yes. big thing, <laughs> <laughs> work with other Contact us at 1888 970544. Can you give your contact information? Yes, I can. You can uh, check us out on the website at pipcares.com or you can contact us again at 1888 479 0544. 
Okay. And right. Facebook. Oh, and <laughs> Facebook. Oh, yeah. And, uh, social media. Yeah, social media is the way to go. Do you have other social media followers? No, not yet. We okay. will soon. All right, just making sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we're going to move on to our next topic. And it's funny that uh, we talked about music earlier. Um, the messages behind music is the next topic that we're going to bring up. Um, this question is for you, Iris, and okay. then we want to, you know, rotate. Um, Iris, how much of an um, influence do you find today's urban music having on our youth? It's a huge influence. And even if I can piggyback off of what Kanaji was saying, mm-hmm. that music came with our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, and with that being said, it influenced us then and now. Mm-hmm. You know, and just unfortunately, as time changed, it evolved into what we have today. Mm-hmm. You know, which is some good and some bad. Right. Right, right, right. Okay, so um, we understand music is the freedom of expression. Um, so where do we draw the line with um, certain things? Like how do you control what the youth... I mean, it's not even realistic to say, is it? Like, oh, well, you're not going to... And you're, you, you guys are mothers. So, like, how do you control... Which are, I know growing up, I was only allowed to listen to Michael Jackson. Yeah. That was as far as it went. But I was you happy when Kirk I went off to school. Oh, and Kirk Franklin, yes. I, I can't uh, live that day. Don't say nothing. Yeah, I can't live that day. Yeah. But um, when I went to school, I was so happy because yeah. some people, we had the Walkman back then. Some people yeah. were bringing in their music. I was like, it's the new song now? Okay, I want it. I want it. Then I go back home, mom. Oh. <laughs> you know? But like, it's really hard. I know she struggled trying to like just hone in on us just to make sure we had yeah. that bubble yeah. <laughs> you know and it's hard because you want your children to you, you want that makeup to be all your own you right. know right. something yeah. that you want to instill in them I can't control what my kids listen to but not what the <laughs> other kids listen to so that's the problem because I control what my kids listen to but it hasn't stopped them from coming home singing the lyrics right. and they know full songs right. of these rap songs and I'll ask them well, what are you listening to just a bus driver right. putting it on the bus and then I think <laughs> on, on the ride home ultimately what, what we need to do is just talk about that because right. they're going to listen to Regardless. different genres of music mm-hmm. and you want them to experience that right but you also have to have that dialect with your children exactly. to, at that dinner table well i heard you listen to whatever that's out you know that that's current talk to me about that well how do you feel about that what's your thoughts about that mm-hmm. that's creating a message to your children of you know, wow, she's listening, she's paying attention. Right. You're validating right. your child. Right. So as long as you continue to validate your child, you're gonna keep your kids in the right path. Because like I said, I am uh, I was a young mother. I have a 25, a 21, and a, and a seven, an 18 year old. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, the way they are today, I literally have to pat myself on the back <laughs> because I'm very, very proud of who they are. Mm-hmm. And they listen to the music, they watch the games, they watch the television shows. I could not put them in a bubble to keep them away from it. Right. Only thing I could do was set them down at the dinner table right. and talk to them about what was on their mind. Right. What was their perspective of what they listen to, what they watch, communication and validation. Right. And I see so many success, um, successful stories come out of that though. Um, mm-hmm. When you don't shut your child, when you expose them, yeah. but then you, you hold their hand in the process. Yes. Right, right. There's well, too much no. exposure yes. and, and lost children <coughs> walking around with, mm-hmm. with not no guidance whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So right. I, I love that you just said mm-hmm. that um, because that's, that's one of the things that we need mm-hmm. in our community. I and, and I get I think I get both spectrums of that because mm-hmm. I have a, a child living with me that's 16 and I have a child living with me that's 6 mm-hmm. so you get yeah. the 16 year old doing everything that he wants to do and like I don't know I grew up my dad was real you know hip everybody knew my dad on the block so you know he played that he was the one throwing the block parties we was listening to you know the biggies and the everything else young right. but I had mommy saying you can listen to that, mm-hmm. but if I hear you repeat it, oh, okay. or is you know that's not acceptable language. You're a lady. You don't want to. You know you don't want to be out here cursing. You don't want to be out yeah. here being that girl. You mm-hmm. ain't. You're not this. Mm-hmm. You're not that. And my daughter, she has a father who's in the music and makes does all kinds of things and. It's very foreign to me because I listen to old stuff. Mm-hmm. I listen because I can't listen to the radio. They, they say curse words on the radio now, and I was like yeah. blown away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Um, we were driving. Yeah, is the Yeah, that's the only one. And and typically, I you know my iPod is on. We got shot at. We have you know we have things going on, and it 
caught me so far left that you know we don't listen to the radio in the car we, we don't watch MTV jams we don't watch any of that things because I feel like it's so beyond now like mm-hmm. growing up I didn't hear those words on the radio I didn't, you didn't hear the words on TV it was beep 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 and now it's like it's crazy yeah. but long as I instill in her you know it's okay to like what you like yeah. Like what you like, mm-hmm. but understand at the end of the day, you're not these females. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be That's these right. females. Right. These people they're talking about are not really real. Right. They're, you know, it's this is not who you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's nice to, you know, you have fun, you like it, it's, it's just okay, but. That's not you. Right. It's an image. It's an image. Mm-hmm. Because these people aren't walking around every day looking like that. I was going to say that uh, when it comes to music, uh, you got today's uh, young musicians will say, well, the old school music. Mm-hmm. But the old school music, I find that to be fantastic. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I do too. I think we're doing it. Our generation loves old school music. Okay, we jig in the clubs to the big, you know, four it's funny growing up you know your parents would play older stuff like way back and you're like I don't, don't want to listen to this nowadays. and now it's like I don't want to listen to this new stuff <laughs> everybody sounds the same I need to go back I need to go back <laughs> but I, th- I think it's the respectability that right. when it comes to music uh, the, the so called old old school music compared to today's music as you alluded to earlier mm-hmm. they have words in there that I mean, to be honest with you, I go to a place that I hear them play my, I walk out the door, I, I, I don't stay. Because I don't go to, the, uh, to an establishment to try to have a, a beer or, or, you know, just to socialize with people there off. Then I hear uh, the, the jukebox playing something that I think is really off the wall. I'm not staying, personally. Mm-hmm. But I'm not condemning them, I'm just not going to listen to that. Right, it's right. purely my choice not to listen to that. And, and I respect that completely. Mm-hmm. Like in my generation, like um, when we go out to the club, we hear our club music. Mm-hmm. That's our club music. <laughs> but when I'm in the car and I'm ready to go to work, I'm not trying to listen no. to, to <laughs> you know the the things I hear in the club. Like it's a certain mindset you get in yeah. for a certain place that you're you're at. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes. I think. To hear these young kids going around rapping these songs, like you don't even know what that is. Like, what is your problem? If Michael Jackson can just resurrect all (laughs) exactly, because we had good artists growing up, we had great artists growing up that we could listen to. And the things they talked about then is just not what they talk about now. Now they talking about popping mollies, and then you got the people on TV like helping them like I was watching Kathy Griffin and she's like yeah I think I'm gonna go give me some mollies what yeah. she want people to watch your talk show like you're pretty bad and off of and that's it. dangerous I'm dangerous I don't know yes. if anybody really it's knows like who it is it's like and you got Madonna doing a come like a no she's on stage and yeah she's like oh I gotta go give me a molly what and, and it's like that is just it's just overboard. I think now, okay, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think now we're in a society where everybody's trying to do whatever they have to do to sell records, right. to sell, to be relevant. Right. It's not the same anymore. These then they these, got your kids running you know, out there. Doing, doing anything, like get it. These young kids, these anyone. young artists that come out is a new rapper every week, is a new somebody every week, and when they're coming out, they're saying the same thing that this person said just to get out themselves. It's horrible, mm-hmm. and what it jeopardizes the true meaning of art to me anyway like you know the Marvin Gaye's the the Earth, Wind and Fires like these people had actual things that stories, stories. like yes. you can listen stories. to there and go somewhere they have meanings, they have right. meanings where right. now it's about a check <laughs> yes now it's about a check and what it does is it hurts our youth because they feel like that's the person I want to be like it, you don't you're, that's who you want to be. Why do you want to be that person? Because he getting money and he all over the place. It's Where it's it's horrible. I think that's why we said mentors. <laughs> yeah, mentors show them. Oh, they can just give me a record deal. <laughs> 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 go all over the television. <laughs> all right. So what I'm going to do? We're actually going to wrap it up. Um, we're getting a little overtime, but we're going to wrap this week's uh, session up. But before we do that. One more time, if you could give me your contact information. Sure. You can contact us at 1-888-479-0544 or check us out on our website, pipcares.com. Also on Facebook. Yes. 
And soon, hopefully, you guys will have an Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. That would be great. You can post pictures from the events. Yes. So that's a good way to do PR for yourselves. That's that's a good idea. All right. So um, also, you can contact us on Instagram, Podcast Wednesdays, or Podcast Weds. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-W-E-D-S. Don't forget that sign. And also, Podcast Wednesdays on Twitter. Um, and pretty soon we're going to come out with Ladies First website. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But until then, you can catch us on iTunes or you can go to our website, our our parent website right now. I am not a rapper. I spit dot com. Yes, it's like a sentence, but type it all. <laughs> All right. Um, and um, bye. This is goodbye from Ladies First. Bye. 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 Take care. <laughs>
about a little earlier I can't get this flower tree out of my head And I don't think you can either When you speak it's like some poetry How could I ever forget When you hear that song, it turns your body up And I'm just like you, baby Voices sound so soft, we gotta turn them off Can we look inside this love song? Lay in the melody Living in our love song Baby, I'ma be the DJ I'm gonna let the record spin Round in your head And you gon' let me on replay, girl Rewinding this moment so In that way I would never forget you Saying that when you hear that song, it turns your body up And I'm just like you, baby, yeah, yeah Voices sound so soft, we gotta turn them off Can we live inside this love song? Lay in the melody Being like that, kiss you in the face, get you from the back, in between your waist. Don't know how to act. Girl, that's my type of love song. Pulling on your head, your legs start to shake till I put them in the air. Girl, you're looking at the man right there. So let's just live inside this love Living in our love song